Hello, and welcome to the Genesis Church Podcast. We're so excited you decided to tune in. Now let's check out a replay of this past Sunday's experience and our new series titled Community City World. Welcome back to two services. I know you're going to take a while to adjust and pump the brakes that it is no longer summer. But listen, if you're new here, I'm Scott. I'm the lead pastor here. And, uh, you know, I just want to welcome you home today. Uh, if you're a regular attender and member here, you may have heard me say before that each year in May, we plan out our entire calendar year. That means every message series, every event that goes along with it. So you are on the first day of the new year we have planned for you. And today's series that we kick off is gonna be legit. And here's why. God is up to something big. In this process of the sermon series that we plan out for each basically book in school year, um, from now until next summer, the Lord really impressed on me that our heart for 2023, 2024 this year would be a focus of outreach, specifically in missions, and that's why we are calling this series Outreach Community, City, and World, and it's plastered everywhere today. It's across my chest, you know. So this fall kickoff series is gonna be the pulse of our church this year, and I hope that it will become your heartbeat as well every day, and you're walking around ordinary lived out kind of lives like mine, right? So this mission that we have here at Genesis Church is to know Christ and to make him known, but it finishes with this sentence as we care for our community, our city, and our world. So what do I mean by community? Well, community starts with those that you do life with. It's your friends, it's your immediate family, it's your church family, it's your inner circle. What do I mean by city? It's taking the love of Jesus out of the, into the area in which you live, right? So How do I go and share Christ with those that are in my school or at my job or those I don't even know yet in Tallahassee, Havana, Quincy, Monticello, and even Coonbottom, right? What do I mean by world? It's caring for those that reach past our our life's typical city limits, right? So that means our surroundings beyond our state and, and our nation and sometimes even our world where we go and we bring the love of Christ to anyone and everyone who needs our compassion. So our mission comes directly from what Jesus said for all of us to do. The, th- the thing that he says, hey, this is the, these are the, the, the two things that matter most in life, loving God and loving others. Jesus said it in Matthew 22. He says that everything hangs on these two principles. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. That means with every bit of passion that you have with all of your soul, with your personality, your emotional makeup, and with all your mind. The first, this is the first, in the greatest commandment, he says the second one's like it. Love your neighbor like you love and you care for yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So in this series, I'm gonna break this stuff down. How loving God propels us to go and reach our community, how his spirit begins to send us out to love on people in our city, in our surroundings, how God calls us to go into all the world and to care for people in Jesus' name. Now, each week, I'm gonna give you different opportunities. I'm gonna give you different challenges. I'm gonna give you some homework, but I'm also going to give you just immediate access to apply what you're learning here. 
So you're gonna be able to jump into what we've been working on since May. Now, Rita Mullins is our new outreach. You just saw her playing on the keys. She's our new outreach director. And she and I have been dreaming and working all summer on figuring out how to make the biggest impact with the current size of our church. We may not be a mega church, but Genesis Church has a mega heart. And we will focus our attention, and if we take the time to, to zoom in and we go into specific areas of our community, our city, our world, then we can and we will have a mega impact, a mega change in the lives of specific people and groups and places. So let me kind of show you what we put together. Y'all got a card. You can go ahead and pull these out. And today I'm going to talk to you a little, about, a little bit about care. How do we care for our community, our city, and world? What does it look like when we get involved with community? So if you want to pull these out, you can look along on the chart. It's going to come up on the screen. All right, so pass them out. Everybody get a card. So all of it matters, right? Regardless of how you might want to help, when you look at this card, all of it matters. But today, I'm going to show you how it matters where it comes to this first area. Now, you can pay attention. It's on the screen. Listen, what's crazy to me as we look at this, the one that is the easiest and the funnest thing to do is to start off right here with community. So as you go from left to right, because we all have the same left to right unless I turn around, all right. Listen, levels of commitment go up as you go into all the world, right? But right here at home in community, it starts with care. That's simple. It's, it's cards and meals, and then it goes into visitation, going into hospitals. How do you go and take care of someone in their home? And then it goes into the city, this idea that we're going to raise funds and generate funds for Hope Florida, and it's going to bleed into world missions through our Burma Beans Cafe, through special events, through uh, right now, we have people that are dreaming right now to take this and to make a mobile unit and to go and just to give free coffee away at events. Um, we are getting ready to explode. Um, Hope Florida, it is a citywide outreach. It's something that they actually started last week um, where we're going to go in and step in before a child ever gets removed from the home. And we're going to work hardcore with um, the different agencies that are trying to prevent that. And so it might be you showing up and putting together some beds and bringing beds to them or bringing mattresses or last week was just clothing and some back to school supplies for those that need those kind of things, that need that help, need the hand lifted up and taking care of them in our community. You don't know them, but when you go, you'll go out in pairs and twos or in threes or in fours and uh, you'll get to know them and share the love of Christ face to face. It's not where you just drop something off and it is a faceless entity. No, you're going to go and love on a family that we've been connected to, that we know that has a legitimate need. And so Hope Florida is about to bring some hope, not only to the people that we impact, but I promise you, man, as soon as you start serving these kind of capacities, like hope will, it will flow over your life. It will be abundantly pouring out of you. It will lift your spirits because you think that you're doing good for someone and God blesses you in the same process. All right, so then this last one is world. We're gonna take mission trips starting this year, okay? We're gonna go and invade places. We're gonna go, and then the most dedicated one is the disaster relief response team. Um, this past week, uh, there's you know crazy wildfires breaking out in Hawaii where people are having to jump in the ocean so that they are not burned 
because the hurricane winds are just taking over. And so there's always a crisis. There's always humanitarian effort, but it doesn't matter if you don't involve Jesus in it. Amen? You can do good, but if you don't leave eternal good, man, then, then we're missing the boat. So today I'm gonna talk about what is the, the, the beginning of this concept, the beginning of our outreach remodel here at Genesis. So to me, caring, it begins at home. It always has, it always will. Um, today we're gonna look specifically at this different kind of chart here, and we're gonna start with community. Everybody say community. So I'm just gonna give you today three questions about community that needs to be answered that as we kind of sit here and talk today, I want you to kind of wrap your mind around these questions because they're going to change your life if you will answer them biblically. Number one, do we need community? Do I need to be in a community of people? And the obvious answer is yes, you need to be in a community, but the deepest question though, the deeper question is, is why? So I'm gonna break that down again. Community is the group of people that you and I do life with. Now that's obviously some of your you know, immediate family, but beyond family, who's in your circle of friends? Some of you are like, mm, I don't really have any, right? Well, then the best place for you to find that kind of family, those friendships are in the church. It's not in the bar, it's not in the club, it's definitely not on Instagram. I'm sorry to tell you that most of your friends out there are bots, right? Mamas, it's not the PTA. And dads, it's definitely not on the side of the soccer field because all those dads are nuts, all right? Now, you might find a couple good nuts in all that mix of all those different places, yes. But I'm telling you, the best place that you can find authentic people who will love you for you is inside the church. Because the church, capital C, meaning all of God's people, are supposed to be the extended family, your extended family, and we're supposed to be loving each other with the perfect, beautiful love of Christ, the unselfish, the unprideful, the humble, the serving, the giving, the relentless, the holds no record of wrongs kind of love that comes only from Jesus. Romans 12, five says, since we are all one body in Christ, we belong to each other, and each of us needs each other. Like, we need each other. But you'll never discover that if you never give the church any time or any kind of effort. See, you have to choose to belong to community. And that means you gotta plug in. Fostering friendships, that is a choice. You see, our culture says that our friends are just kinda like random people that we run into, right, or that we follow through a screen, and that, you know, Doing life with people is messy and it's just draining and blah, 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 right? That's the complete opposite of what scripture tells us. That is not God-centered relationships. God says in Acts, and I'm paraphrasing here, he says, hey, you humans, don't forsake meeting and getting together. You need the face-to-face -to -face time. You need that side-by-side, -side, hanging out kind of time. You need to be present in each other's lives. If you never get to know your brothers and sisters, then they will never ever feel like family, right? It'll be just some random person on your family tree. So despite what culture tells us, we need hugs, we need laughter, we definitely need some high fives. We were practicing out in the lobby earlier, right? We need talking life over cups of coffee. We need the spiritual moments of encountering God together when we worship together as a group. 
we still need people in the middle of our mess to lay hands on us and pray healing and to let the power of the Holy Spirit move on us and in us. We need to be doing life together. That means even in 2023, we can't keep up this facade that it doesn't matter. We've got to realize that we have to be with each other. And it doesn't all have to be like a come to Jesus meeting. It's super serious. Sometimes it can be just plain old fun. Like if you were here a couple Sundays ago, we hung out as a church and we had our own little picnic indoors and we played cards. Christians like, it is the holier version of Cards Against Humanity. And I laughed hard. I almost peed a little because some of y'all are really messed up in the head. We got some twisted individuals in this church and I love you for it. And I thank you for it. And I just realized in those moments, like I just sat and laughed and I, I'm like, I love hanging out with my family. And if you will choose to do the same, you're gonna find out the same thing I did, that we have the best family and we are so much better together than we are alone. See, I think 2020 kind of did this number on us, like this post-COVID garbage, like it secluded us, right? And then some of us, we never fully reemerged from that isolation because 2020 told us, just, hey, just quit on people. But Hebrews 10, Paul says, listen, this is not how it's supposed to work. It's not gonna be on the screen, but as he said, don't stop meeting together with other believers, which some have gotten in the habit of doing. He said, instead, get together and encourage each other. It's the perfect metaphor about why the church still matters. The church is not a building, the church is you. The church is a group of all believers in Christ who, who love Jesus, who are in relationship with him and who are in relationship with each other. And he says, we need each other. Just like you need to be in relationship with God, you need to be in relationship with your brothers and sisters in Christ. God says community is not optional. Why? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He's in perfect community with himself, right? So we are built in his image. We are all designed to have that desire fulfilled by being with each other. You know, and sometimes you may not feel like it, right? You might think, well, I'm self-sufficient. You know, I don't need other people in my life. I got it, I got it, I'll take care of this, right? But most likely, somebody asked you to be here today because he or she wanted you to be part of their church, part of their church family. I asked some of you here today because I just missed you. And the truth of the matter is, is that you and I absolutely have to have other people in our lives who are going to allow us to experience what God talks about in John 10, 10, where he says, you're gonna have the fullest kind of life. Why? Because the church is the greatest thing that God's got going on on the earth. God's people, and yes, even a local group of believers, this local assembly, this church of believers here at Genesis, it's the best place to find and grow authentic friendships. Not to brag, but we're a little rad, okay? We're a little fun. We're a little weird. But that makes us worth getting to know. So, so how do you plug into someplace like this? Like, how do I find community at Genesis? Well, we're about to launch them in just a few weeks. Next week, you're gonna start seeing videos. It's called Getting in a G Group. It's a small group ministry. You pick a group, that sounds kind of interesting, and then you show up. That's it, done, right? It's not rocket surgery, right? So maybe this group meets 
once a month, or maybe it means every week. You just find something that sounds like, oh, yeah, I'll try that. And, and then, then you look for people that you might click with. Our new groups, like promo next week, we're doing riding and cars with comedians, so I'm making all of your G group leaders car sick and scared for their lives as I drive with them, not paying attention to what I'm doing. And so you'll find everything from baking groups to Bible studies to sports groups. So plug in. How else do you plug in? We have a great men's and women's ministry here. We do local outings, trips, cookouts, pool parties, movie nights, worship nights. Yeah, you need this. Guys need to be hanging out with guys and girls need to be hanging out with girls. I'm telling you, there's something about a brotherhood and a sisterhood that you just need friends. Church conferences this year, listen, we're hosting one. You're gonna hear about it today for, for women's, but there's ones for marrieds, um, for families. There's gonna be a men's retreat. Don't sit at home. Come home. Take a chance, come do life with us. Listen, we do church events. That's how you can find some friends. That's how you can plug in. We throw parties here like nobody else throw parties. I feel like I am part pastor, part event planner. And, and I don't do it just because like I want to because I feel like, hey, we need a party. No, dude, you, you show up and you, you meet someone at your table and then there's a connection or you meet someone while you're jumping in the bouncy house with all the children. I don't ever do that. I don't know what you're talking about. Listen, but we're creating gatherings, not just because I need something else to do. I'm busier than a one-legged man in a bucketing contest. But I'm telling you, you and I need this. Stop, stop making excuses just to not, to not want to engage, man. Like, man, the Bible says, don't stop meeting together with other believers. Let's get together. God says community is not optional. So question number two, you get into community, you find your, your family, and then this. Like, why do we need to care for this community? Like, what, why do we need to develop what it says here on this card as something pivotal to nurture, to, to build up this, this family. The mission is to know Christ and to make him known as we care for our community and city and world. So why is care for this group, this family, essential? I think this first column of care in your chart matters oh so much, more than, than we can even imagine, uh, because I think first outreach, first real outreach starts with inreach, right? We have to reach and serve this community. See, to enrich means that we have to enrich, meaning this. Enrich means to improve the value of or the quality of something. I want to improve my relationship with you, so I'm going to invest my time, my effort, and my energy into this. What does care for others even look like? You enrich the church by doing what? Dude, get on a Sunday serving team. It's not that hard. Serve kids, hold a door, serve families, serve friends with special needs, serve coffee. I feel like I've had so much today that I could bounce off this chair. But it's just doing ministry for those who walk through our doors. But if you wanna really care for our church family, get on this outreach team that focuses on community. You can, you can kind of see it in the first block, it says just send correspondence. Like, it's just simple, it's, it's sending cards. I think it's a lost art. Uh, even sending emails and texts, encouraging people with the word of God, that means to exhort somebody, to build each other up with the word, to encourage someone. I know three people right now in our church who are going through cancer. And I know three families who are going back and forth constantly to Shans right now who could use some, some extra love, 
uh, a card, some daggum gas cards, right? I know some people who could use some healing touch and some spirits being lifted by just a little bit of, 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 of encouragement, man. We have people walking through hell right now. And you can walk through with them by just a simple note. Provide somebody with a meal. Make them a meal. Or if you're me, use Uber Eats because I will try to make you a meal and then you'll be in the hospital for real with food poisoning, right? You don't want that. I will poison you trying to be kind. So guess what? You gonna wanna get somebody being dropping off. Right, I don't, no, you don't want me. Um, I know several couples who just had a baby. I know members of our church who just got out of the hospital, who have been in the hospital, who got put two new knees in. Listen, I'm telling you, some of these people just need some good loving, some good TLC, not the R&B group, but tender loving care. I'm telling you, thoughtfulness goes so long when we are just kind and we're caring and you show someone that you love, that you love them. Next column over, you can go and visit someone. That's the little darker pink version there. I can't do this all by myself. I visit people all the time, yes. I do it constantly. But guess what? Many times, illnesses, hospital visits, extend more than one day, right? And we all need more than one person praying for us. Get this, there's a little start on here that says chaplain training. We're even going to teach you, we're going to train you, we're gonna get you certified through our denomination. I'm not kidding, we're going to give you a class this fall, hooking you up so that you know how to do a drop-by moment of prayer, you know how to walk through someone when they're, with someone when they're grieving, a loss, you know how to walk in and celebrate with somebody that just had this mountaintop experience with the Lord. Genesis Church, all of this matters. As someone who was just recently completely stuck for two years in and out of hospitals, this last one because of a botched spine surgery, gone haywire, right? People who came and sat with me, my brother in that back row, you kept me sane. When I got my knee chopped up for the eighth time in a year, listen, half of y'all that made me food, made me fat, and it was beautiful, and I appreciate it, and these love handles this morning, to say I love you back. Hallelujah. Listen, going through two years of craziness, it's like an eye-opening experience, right? It, it makes you understand that this stuff matters. Our family showing up to be family is so needed. I'm telling you, I would not have made it through without you. Not, not mentally, not spiritually, definitely not emotionally without having my brothers and sisters in my life. So here's the game plan. We're going to expand our reach and we're gonna do it in an organized way because your pastor loves some charts and loves some organization, right? We're gonna do this in a way where we're gonna give you the outlet. We're gonna let the Lord use you. This thing, man, if, I don't care if you, you look at this and you're like, oh, I wanna do this, this, and this. If, if you don't wanna do the carrot, that's fine. But I'm telling you, either way, check a card. You're gonna get them for the next two weeks too. And, and Rita is going to send you an email and just tell you how to plug in. So if there's something else on this card, guess what? Come back the next week. We're gonna talk about city. The next week, we're talking about the world, right? So you have to show back up to Genesis. Boom. All right, listen. God is calling us to care and start by caring for the ones that the Lord has put in your life that is the closest person to you. The person that he's entrusted to your care, we better care for them and we better do it better because listen, 
when we forget the family, we forfeit community. You'll walk in in here and you'll walk out of here and you won't be attached to anybody because you won't think anybody cares for you. The Apostle Paul, I'm sorry, Apostle Peter says in 1 Peter 1, 22, he says, you were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth, right? So you were adopted into the family. So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all your heart. Everybody say all. Love each other deeply with all your heart. Not a little itty bitty piece of it, like all your heart. Let your heart bleed for people. Man, I hope that's how, I hope you see that's how I love you. Like I truly want to love all of you, spend all my time with you, but I know it's impossible for my arms to reach all of you all at the same time. Whenever everybody's in need all at once because I'm one person. But what if we were multiplied? What if we multiplied this reach by adding your arms and your care and your love and your investment? Then everyone would get to experience that kind of love of Christ that I'm talking about today. Then there's this last question that I was wrestling with and I'm looking at, Lord, when it comes to community, what what is the last thing that I need to share that's gonna leave an impact so when people walk out here, they're not going to forget why what we do matters the most when it comes to caring for our family, and it's this, do I need to add to my family? See, I don't think there's something that we struggle with being unkind. Like, I think we come in and, dude, we get new people all the time. There's never, I don't think there's ever a Sunday where we don't have like first-time guests checked on a Connect card. And that's people who fill out Connect cards. If I was a first-time guest, I'd be like, I ain't filling out a Connect card, right? But they do, and I think it's fantastic. But I think what we struggle with is bringing in new people after we've settled in. Like we get the habit of showing up, of serving, we get into the habit of coming to church and hanging out with the people that we know, but we struggle fest when it comes to bringing new people in all the time through those doors. So do we personally need to be adding to our family? And the answer to this question is yeah. We gotta grow this community and it starts with you, that is evangelism. You and I have got to reach those in our inner circles that are on the outside of the church looking in. Mark 16, five, Jesus said to his followers, go everywhere into all the world and tell the good news to everyone. All the world also includes your backyard, your street, your workplace, your best friend since the sixth grade. And last week I said to you, "So, so how do we fix this? How do we work on this? You start now and you don't quit. You just, you just start. See, it's never not an option to not bring people to meet Jesus. First John 2.6 says, whoever claims to live in him, you gotta live like Jesus lived. So how did he live? What did Jesus show up to do? Luke 19.10 says, for the son of man came to seek and save the lost, to go after people. What does that mean for us? You gotta do the same. You gotta go after people. You gotta go after the people that you know. James 1.22 says, listen, you can't just hear God's word. You gotta, you gotta do what it says. Otherwise, we're just kidding ourselves that we are really actual in the mix believers doing life with Jesus every day. 
today, I just, I wanna leave you with the most practical step to caring for our community. It's even more than checking this card. It's even more than getting on a serving team. And it simply comes down to you embracing this one word, and it is one. One. Community building, building up the kingdom of God, bringing people from the brink of hell and getting them to the steps of heaven, to bringing them to the cross, starts with one. Not trying to save the whole world, one. Who is the one person that should be sitting next to you right now hearing this message? You just saw their face in your, in your mind. Just, they're there right now. The one person whose life is a total train wreck. The one person who, who may have like just not been able to get back into church since COVID. The one person at your work or your school or your dorm that needs to hear the message of Jesus because they have no idea what love is. Or the one person in your family that has been shoving Christ out of their life, their entire lives. You know the one. Here's the plan. We're going to officially host One Day Sundays. You got it. One Day Sunday is on September the 10th. Three weeks from now. I'm not asking you to fly out to Africa and to just like inhabit a hut, right? And try to convert a bunch of people that do not speak English. I'm asking you to bring your mom, to bring your best friend, to bring your buddy. I'm asking you to build God's kingdom with bringing one on one day Sunday. How many people know someone that's like, ah, oh, one day I'll come to church. One day I'll get back into relationship with Jesus. One day I'll, I'll, I'll think about it until that one day runs out. So maybe one day Sunday matters more than you think. And listen, your friend, your guest, we're not pumping this when they get here. You won't hear me say it. I'll just say happy one day Sunday. You'll know what it means, but they don't have to know what it means. They won't understand that this whole day will be intentionally designed to reach them, but I'm compelled, even in 2023, that we're supposed to listen and obey what God's word says to do, to go and seek and save the lost. And I'm going to continue to care for our world by growing this community, by growing the kingdom of God. And one day Sunday is going to be a life-changing, groundbreaking, church-doubling kind of day if you will go after the one. If you go after the one, this entire church doubles overnight. Can you imagine the impact that we will have on the earth if Genesis, with the heart that we have, keeps multiplying? Jesus said to his followers, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Paul said in 2 Timothy, preach the word of God, be prepared whether the time is favorable or not, whether you feel like it or not. Work at telling others the good news and fully carrying out the ministry that God has given every single one of us. All of us. Evangelism is not knocking on doors or yelling at people or knocking people over the head with the Bible. Dude, it's just reaching one person at a time the relationships that you've already built. That's how you get people to become the church. And when that one shows up here, he or she's going to experience the love of what it feels like to see God's people love one another. Jesus said in John 13, 35, your love for one another will prove to the world that you're my disciples. Not how you go into a foreign country and do great good, not how you serve in a ministry downtown. No, he said, 
people's heads are going to spin and they're going to freak out and they're going to want what you have because they're going to see how I love my brother or how I love my sister in Christ. And that's going to draw them in and make them want what you have, that they will want and crave relationship. Why? Because everybody's wired that way. How we treat one another matters. That's what's going to turn heads. So what are our three answers? What are your three takeaways from today? Choose community. Choose this community. Serve this community. Grow this community. Choose, serve, and grow. So simple. And, and when we do all three, I'm telling you, this church will not just explode in, in growth numerically, but spiritually, relationally, and it's all going to happen organically. It's not forced. We're not advertising. No. You're just going to show the one to the one who can change their entire life. And then they will become one of God's people and they will start loving one another like we love each other. And see, then it has this ripple effect, right? And for once in their life, they're gonna feel what it feels like to belong. And then they're gonna get in the mix. And then they're gonna understand what it feels like to be one. You got three weeks to one day Sunday. Go out today figure out how to go after your one. That's care. That's community. Let's pray. Lord, I love you. Lord, I, I thank you for my family. Lord, I thank you for my, my blood relatives that have raised me to know you and to make me know you. And for my precious wife and children who serve you, still to this day. The legacy, Lord, that you have built through our families, Lord, I, I worship you for that. Lord, I thank you for my church family, the extension of my family. Lord, I cannot be who I am today without them. Lord, you sent me to Tallahassee of all places in the world so that I could find the best people in the world to do life with. Now, Lord, I pray that you would just put this, this heaviness, God, on our hearts to not blow past this moment, to not brush off this challenge. Lord, to care for one another, Lord, but also, Lord, to expand the care, Lord, as we go after the one that needs to be in relationship with you. Lord, I'm praying right now that you begin to soften hearts for the conversations that are gonna be had over the next three weeks. Lord, that you're gonna give us creativity on how to get them here. Lord, I don't care if we have to throw them in a candy van. Lord, I know that we need to get people to church. But Lord, I, I, I pray for, for ingenious ideas. innovative ways to reach out, to ask, to keep knocking. And Lord, I pray that every ounce of effort that goes out of our church family here, Lord, to reach the one, Lord, that it would not return void, but they will say yes, they will show up. And when they show up, Lord, that they will experience your power and your presence, Lord, that will change their entire life. Maybe you're in that boat today. Maybe you showed up today. Maybe you've been running in the opposite direction or maybe you've never given Christ a moment 
in your life. God's saying, just come home. Just take my son. And if you do, and if you will choose him today, you get eternity given to you. Forgiveness given to you. Freedom given to you. The very instant that you accept Christ as your personal friend and savior, if you've never done that and you know that you need to do that, or if you've walked away and you need to begin again, that's what Genesis means. It means to begin and begin again. You're not here by chance. You're here because God has set you up. This is a supernatural synchronicity and all things in your life have brought you to this moment. God's saying, accept my son. Accept my forgiveness. Start over. If that's you, just slip up your hand and make eye contact with me. This one. In three weeks, hands will be up all over the place. In three weeks, you're gonna fall over because you're gonna be so astounded by how many people run to this altar. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing. Lord, for those that are online, that Lord, that need to commit their lives to you, just, I pray God in this moment, they would just ask for forgiveness. That they will confess with their mouth that they believe that Jesus is your son. For the person in this room, let them say that simple prayer, Lord. As they do, Russia. Show up. You are now the adoptive son or daughter of Jesus Christ. And from this moment, I challenge you and I pray that you will live every day forward, living and serving God and others. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us here at the Genesis Church Podcast. Remember, you can join us every Sunday online at 929 on all social media platforms. You can also join us in person at 4070 Mission Road right here in Tallahassee. Our Sunday experiences are at 929 a.m. and 1101 a.m. Have a great day and remember, know Christ and make him known.